operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back and better than ever, as always, by my side, the Carol Danvers to my America Chavez, Steven. Yes. <laughs> Steven. I thought you were going to say the Starfire to your Sinestro. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been even better. <laughs> Okay. March for edit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to redo that. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Um, all right, Stephen. What we have from Marvel this week. Yes. Before we hit the Marvel titles, I wanted sure. to say it has come news. onto the internet mm-hmm. that uh, Bendis may reverse War Machine's death in the Invincible Iron Man finale. Huh. There you go. Okay, well, Andy's un- back. Undo I mean, it's one comics. Of, undo duh. one of his mistakes, and yeah, well, you know, right. <laughs> it's about what he should do, <laughs> right? And there is a also they dropped Stephen the news that Spider Geddon is coming our way in fall of 2018. We don't know much about it. We don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. The announcement came with no information about who the creative team would be, a specific date, or any art. It just says Spider Dead and is nigh. Steven, do you think this might have something to do with oh Miles Morales, maybe Spider Gwen? We've got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, Miles just lost Bendis. Spider Gwen has dropped off the cliff when it comes to sales numbers. Mm-hmm. And that gimmick kind of, I think. War thin after a while with Spider Gwen, Gwenpool, and it just, I think it just kind of got. Old. Yeah, I don't know why it was a gimmick to begin with, Error. personally, but right. whatever. Do you think that this might be something where, you know, I know there's been rumors of maybe the Ultimate Universe being reestablished? Do you think the Spider Man universe kind of gets sorted back out? You've got all sorts of weird time travel y things. You've got. Oh, what's the name of that the the female character, the female Shield agent who is now they've revealed as oh, Peter Teresa? Parker's yeah, Teresa is yeah. officially Peter Parker's sister. Uh-huh. You got a lot between Miles and Teresa and Spider Gwen. You got a lot of time travely alternate dimension stuff mucking stuff up. Do you right. think maybe Spider Geddon seeks to clean some of that out as part of the fresh start? Yeah, clean it out. No, I don't think so. I think it's uh. I think it's all. I think it's going to just be another event that shakes the world. Which we had the ends of the earth a couple of years ago. Now it's a spider getting right. We had a spider island as well. So how how many strange names can we come up with for big events for Spider Man? I don't know. I'm sure it'll involve all of those people, but I don't right. think any of them will die. In fact, I assume we will get another one out of it. Another right. hero for the. Spider-Man line of comics because heaven forbid we don't have enough spider characters in the universe. We just need to make one more. Yes, one more. Yes, just one. We promise, just one. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I, I assume it'll be Dan Slott again, and it'll be it'll be his goodbye before he goes to do Fantastic Four. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see when more news yeah, comes we'll out. See. We'll see. The only other bit of Marvel news they've unveiled. Oh, sweet Christ. I they... see what you have in your hand there. <laughs> they have unveiled, Stephen, the new West Coast Avengers. And I like it. There's this one website. I'm not going to tell you what website is. It doesn't really matter because I'm going to make fun of their title huh. of the article. All your canceled faves are back. Who yeah. are you talking? If they were such favorites, I think they know the audience they they're talking be to. Canceled because they all sell like ten thousand units a month. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so the team, yeah, is Clint Barton Hawkeye. He relocates to Los Angeles where he mentors a young poor Clint. What? Why is Marvel? Dumping on this character so much. Why has he been reduced to such a joke? He is a punchline. Yeah, he that is. is all he's become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a punchline oh, in a bad comedy. <laughs> I mean, this—you're talking a classic Avenger. Yeah, I, it, it's so sad to see how DC treats Green Arrow. And to see how Marvel treats Hawkeye. Yeah. Completely opposite. Green Arrow treated with the respect and gravitas that the character deserves, and Hawkeye just treated like a joke. Yeah. Hawkeye is now the Aquaman of Marvel. He, oh my God, I didn't think about it, but you are absolutely right. He is. Mm -hmm. He really is. I mean, at some point, that character is not going to be able to be, it's going to be very hard to resuscitate it. Yeah. I mean, they're doing so much damage to that character. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's just go ahead and, and tell tell the people so who who's on this he West mentors Coast Avengers. Yeah, a young group of heroes that includes yeah. Kate Bishop, who isn't she already established as L- being a hero? Lady Hawkeye, right? And her non-powered boyfriend Johnny. Uh, what? Kate? I thought she was dating. Patriot from the Young Avengers. I, I mean, they were both Young Avengers, but nope. I guess not anymore. Gianni. Sorry, we're not bringing that title back. Nope. Sorry. You got Quentin Choir, known as Kid Omega, oh. from Avengers Academy. Oh, remember dear. him? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. him. <clears throat> you have Chavez, America Chavez, known as Miss America. Mm, okay. Yay. And... Okay. Another person who Karen Gillan's young Avengers. Let's let's turn it up a notch. Uh-oh. Let's turn it up a notch. Uh-oh. You ready? I'm ready. Gwenpool. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Steven. This team would be brought to us by Kelly Thompson doing the words. Okay. And art by Stefano Caselli. Oh, okay. I like Stefano Caselli. I love Stefano Caselli. Yeah. I wish they put him on a real title. Yeah. He's great. He's a great, great, great artist. Yes. But I wish they put him on an actual comic yeah. that people want to buy. I don't know. I'd be a little offended if I was Kelly Thompson, too. It's like, really? You're going to give me this? Oh, she's probably all excited, but this sounds like her kind of title. Yeah. This sounds like her kind of title. So, Steven, what do you think? Are you stoked? West Coast Avengers? Okay, look. This... this... <laughs> I don't mind the idea of an Avenger being the adult with a bunch of kids. Like, they did that in Young Justice with Red Tornado. They did. They did. Okay. They kind of did that with Avengers Academy with the teachers. They did with, the with Avengers Academy, yeah. And I liked Avengers Academy. I did, too. Avengers Academy was a good title. 
Um, <clears throat> but I don't. This is just a random assortment of characters. Oh, it's a hot mess. Uh, <laughs> this is a hot mess. Is a that's a dumpster on fire. It is. It, oh my god! First of all, anytime you put Gwenpool on a team, just 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 acknowledging her existence makes me want to vomit. So I I just don't like that character. It's just random. It's it's stupid. I don't I don't. And maybe that was the point of the character originally, but when you take a character that is dumb and try to put it somewhere serious, it doesn't it doesn't work. It just does not. It's like it's like Lobo in most of his titles. Like Lobo was a joke. Yes. And I liked the way they use him in No Justice because they just have fun with it. Right. Right. But right. in other places, it's just like, yeah, I don't. We don't need to see him. No. He's not. He's pointless. Right. But. And not only is it bad because it's derivative of a character that is a joke, which is Deadpool. Yeah. <sighs> it is. It's terrible. It's a carbon copy of Deadpool. Yes. Except it's a woman. Yeah. And it's Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. We already have a Spider-Gram. Why do we need a, a, a Gwenpool? I don't know. I don't... Uh, maybe she's <laughs> she's a knockoff of, of Spider-Gwen, too. Like, oh, my God. Why are we... Okay, so we're falling down the, the derivative hole here. Yes. But anyway, um, we're going to play Six Degrees. And <laughs> so it's terrible. How far a derivative are you going here? <laughs> it's terrible. But, um, and I just... This... The t- first of all... There has been a lot of work that Alan Heinberg did to establish that Kate Bishop does not need people mentoring her. Right. She is her own character. She yes. should be able to handle herself. And, of course, they took her and ran with, well, she's really the competent one with, with yeah. Hawkeye. It's like, no, they in Avengers Cru- the Children's Crusade, they had them together. They had yes. the banter. It was fun. Yep. But... And who else? Johnny? No, you can take that Johnny and go kill him, please. I don't. I don't want to see him. I'm guessing that's Johnny. I guess because I, I don't remember what Kid Omega looked like. That's him, oh, Quentin that. Kyer. He's got the. That's right. He's got the pink, the purple, purple hair. Mohawk, that's right. Mohawk, pink mohawk. And uh, um, America, like, I hate to say, I hate to say, give it up because I, I thought wasn't she on Kieran Gillen's Young Avengers? Mm-hmm. I think she was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't mind her there. Gillen has his own style of stuff that's fun, at least yeah. to me. So I enjoyed that. But it just seems like another, yeah, she was canceled, but we still have to force her into the limelight. Yeah. Yes. It's like, stop. Just yes. let it, you know what? Take a break. You're trying too hard. Come back. You're trying too hard. Yeah. But put, put her on the champions, for God's sake. That's where that's all the where other, other misfit toys go. Yeah, and like if they wanted Clint Barton on a team to mentor a young team, then get the Young Avengers back together. Right. What are they doing? We yes. haven't seen any of them yeah. except or, for Kate Bishop or the Runaways yes. or something like that. Yes. I'd rather see him with the Runaways because his personality fits more with those characters yes. because they're they're a bunch of misfits. And Amen. if they're going to treat Clint like a misfit, then put him with them for God's sake. It might be fun. Agreed. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to read this. I, if you make me read it, I quit. <laughs> Quit. That's awesome. Okay, on that note, uh, Steven, <laughs> this week we have we have a couple of number one issues because hey, I can't resist it. Uh, of course. We have, oh, it gets me in trouble. Yeah. We have Hunt for Wolverine, The Claws of a Killer, number one. Mm-hmm. We have Quicksilver, No Surrender, number He's one. He's not surrendering. He is not. And then we have <laughs> The Avengers, number two. All right. All right, let's start off with The Claws of a Killer, Hunt for Wolverine, number one. Sure, it's the easiest to synopsis. Exactly. This is brought to us by Mariko Tamaki. You might know her. She writes uh, young women's literature. 
So, and she's a middle-aged lady. So I, when I normally when I think of a Wolverine title yeah. involving Sabretooth and Dakin and Lady Deathstrike, I think I need to get a middle-aged woman who writes uh, teenage women's, uh, teenage girls' uh, fiction. That's what you I think. You don't understand the fierceness of middle-aged women, right? I don't. Who, who, who write for... I'm not saying that middle-aged I, I, women are I not do, fierce. I do understand... I'm just saying... How, how deadly a, a teenager can be. fit. Yeah. Yes, it is. As, 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 you know, and she's very successful uh, writing... Um, she's had a lot of success writing for you know, teenage sure. female literature. Yeah, it's a very uh, it's profitable, a very profitable demographic. Yeah. I would like to write for uh, teenage female readers. That yeah. is a lot of money to be had there. But anyhow, mm-hmm. that's who they pick for this title. It's just an unusual selection. Sure. Okay. You know, give Pencils, a chance. right? Yeah. Pencils by Butch Geis. I've inks. never figured out how to spell it. Yeah, I know, right? And inks by Cam Smith, colors by Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. So we begin in Mayville, Arizona. It's a town of 343 people, and we get some stereotypical talk from the old guys complaining about the team yeah. that they're watching. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I, if, if, this, if this is the dialogue we're going to get, yippee. Writers have clearly never set foot in a small town before. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. They haven't even watched Friday Night Lights, for God's sake. I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, really? It's like, this, this, is how, this is how the men in these bumpkin towns in the middle of the country talk. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's not very inspiring dialogue. No. It's standard issue. It's like you've seen it a billion times before. Yeah. Suddenly the power goes out. It's a couple of guys go looking over at the power station for this little one-horse town. They open up the door to the power station. They see Wolverine in there. He has killed, or we think he's killed, the operator of the power station. Yeah. This Wolverine then kills the two men that walk in there. We then cut back to the bar where all the grumpy people and and old men in the middle of the country talk, (laughs) grumping about everything. And, of course, the female bartender has got to be like, you guys are all idiots because... Naturally. Uh, yeah. And so... She just stopped them from making a racist comment, I bet. Yes, I mean, exactly. Those, those kinds of people. <laughs> you know, those, those people. Them Middle peoples. of the country. Ugh. And so we see suddenly the power plant uh, explodes, a bunch of green energy comes out of it, and kills everybody in the town. All right, yeah. we then cut to Manhattan. Oh, thank God we're back in Manhattan, please. Whew. I was in the middle of the country there, Steve. It's very, <laughs> very uncomfortable. It's I don't very understand. Dirty. It. It's yeah. gross. Ew. So luckily, you know, Lady Deathstrike, Sabretooth, and, uh, and Dakin, <laughs> that's exactly who I imagine would be frequenting a bar in trendy, trendy, expensive, <laughs> fashionable Manhattan, yeah. right? No other part of New York would I ever pick yeah. to put these three characters. N- never. I'm surprised some some uh, rich Hell's pe- Kitchen maybe. Yeah, I'm surprised the the gentrification police didn't walk up and say, "Excuse me, you are uh, you're, you're not you're, you're not, not the right place. You're <laughs> not the right place. You are not hipster enough for this." Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> anywho, the, the three of them are talking about how Logan is not dead. They're telling Lady Deathstrike and Sabretooth are trying to recruit Dakin to find Logan, mm-hmm. saying he's not dead. Dakin, of course, is like, "This is crazy. I'm not going to go with you guys." And Sabretooth and Lady Deathstrike are look. We're like, look. All three of us have one mission in life, and that's to kill Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, so if that he's sums alive, up all your characters. <laughs> bingo. Bingo. Exactly. So if he's alive, we need to find him and then kill him. Yeah, and maybe kill each other in the process. I'm like, okay. Congratulations. All right, good deal. We then cut back to Maybell, Arizona. Now the population is zero. And we see some military men on the area. And we learned that so, so Terra Control is the home base. Mm-hmm. 
and the team that's on the ground is Kill Team Nine. It's a, it's a, it's a little on the nose, isn't it? It's a, it's a little on the nose. You can't Kill s- Team Nine. She's you- like, it's like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like this lady's like. She's like, okay, um, what would what would the, what would a, a, a special mission team yeah. be called? Kill Team Nine. Yeah. Yes. It's a little much. And it's a little which, on the nose. What you can't see behind their little face mask is that they they have gritted teeth. Yes. They're gritting their teeth. Yes. Yes, uh. indeed. We then cut back to the trendy Manhattan bar, <laughs> and we see Lady Lady Deathstrike. She just looks. Way too nice, doesn't yeah. she, for Lady Deathstrike? Like, I just imagine her just, she's always written I always so, imagine her as, like, having a scowl. Yeah, like, she's permanent always scowl. drawn so mean and nasty, yeah. and she looks... She doesn't even have resting bitch face No, here. she looks really nice. She looks yeah. like the sweet girl that you want to ask out on a date, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's it just, she's too kind-looking. Yeah. Way too kind-looking. She looks like Jennifer Connelly. Ooh, you're right. <laughs> She does. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't see that it's at like first. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be Asian, aren't right? You? <laughs> Jennifer Connolly. I like it. You're totally right. I didn't know Lady Deathstrike had blue eyes either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on. Doing some uh, retconning here. Right. Oh, uh, we better we better stop the presses. That's right. There's been a racial retcon. Right. It's, all the police. <laughs> that's right. So you know they're all like you know we got to find Wolverine. We got to kill him. That's got to take presence over everything. And Dakin's like, so we're buddy buddy now, and Sabretooth's like, yep, until your daddy's dead, and then I'll happily kill you too. Super cool. Okay. And Dakin's like, this is gonna be one messed up team challenge. Yeah, right. something she would totally say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Cool. Not right. shut up. I want to kill Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Slashy. Slashy. Sabretooth's like, I'll be outside when you ladies are ready. He would say something like that. He actually would. <laughs> that sounds about like Sabretooth. So. Everybody then heads out. We then cut them to the, the podunk little town in mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah. And the car they're driving reminds me a bit of like a Cadillac CTSV. <laughs> oh okay. Let's analyze the car. <laughs> Steven's like, Rock and his obsession with cars yeah. is unhealthy. But I do. I'm, I'm a car nut. <laughs> but what I like about it is so Sabretooth is driving, mm-hmm. Dake is in the back seat. Yes. Lady Death Strikes, Lady Death Strikes, and the passenger, front passenger seat. Right. First of all, no matter what car they're driving, I always imagine in this <laughs> team up, Sabretooth's going to be the driver. Yeah. He's not going to be a passenger. Yeah. He's not the kind of guy who ever's a passenger. He's always driving, right? Yes. He's not that kind of guy. Uh-huh. And Dakin seems like the guy who'd be in the backseat. Yeah. Like, Lady Death Strike would be like, yeah, I'm riding shotgun. Get in the backseat. Yeah. You little bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right? Like, that, that, that just, <laughs> that seems right for the characters, doesn't it? Yeah. Furthermore, I've always believed the only car I could ever envision Sabretooth driving is a truck. Is a Cadillac. Really? <laughs> he strikes me huh. as a guy who would roll around in a black Cadillac <laughs> CTSV. Really? Yeah. He looks like a Cadillac driver to hmm. me. He does. He does. Ah. He wants American muscle, yeah, but he needs enough. something a little nice. So it's <laughs> got to be a caddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just it just works. It works for me. Anyhow, so they they all go their separate ways, and Dakin goes into the bar where the old guys were complaining about the sports teams, mm-hmm. and there he comes across 
Kill Team Nine. Hoo ha! And he pops out his little baby claws. Right. And suddenly, oh, the locals are zombies. Yeah. And they attack him. Mm-hmm. And they start biting him. Mm-hmm. And wherever they bite him, his healing factor doesn't heal him. Right. And they all dogpile him. And Dakin's like, what the fuck is this? Right. End of issue. Stephen Hunt for Wolverine, the cause of a killer number one. What do you think? Okay. So. <laughs> Anything that involves Dakin now is kind of um, in joke territory to, to me already. Oh, I hate that character so much. Because I thought that when uh, Rick Remender killed him. Why isn't he dead, Stephen? I don't know. I thought I thought when he was dead, the way he had it go down in Uncanny X Force, where Wolverine had to drown him, like that's that was very intense and emotional because Wolverine had to kill his son because yes. his son was crazy and yes. all that. And I was like, wow, that's the best thing they've ever done with that character. Seriously, wow. And then and uh, he uh. Uh, Remender did bring him back in his Uncanny Uncanny Avengers, uh-huh. but it was basically with the implicit design that he was going to go back to being dead afterwards. Right. But then, of course, Marvel can't no. just let it go, so they made they brought him back. Yeah. And so I think that's a um a dumb character. He's I, the I don't worst like. character ever. <laughs> He's never been good. He has never once been good as a garbage character from the start. Yeah, and you have, you know, uh, classic Wolverine villain Sabretooth. And, oh, I love Sabretooth now. Yeah, and Lady Deathstrike. Love Lady Deathstrike too. And uh, they're sitting around drinking coffee in a trendy Manhattan bar. In a trendy Manhattan bar, not in some sleazy, sleazy dump in a bad neighborhood. Hell, some sleazy podunk bar like the one from earlier. Thank you. Um. So okay, that's weird. And mm. Lady Deathstrike looks like white Jennifer Connelly. She does, which is weird. It's a little weird. Just a little bit. Um, and Sabretooth, I think, out of all of them, is probably written the most like his actual character. He Lady is. Deathstrike is too calm and collected. and She does seem really cerebral and really relaxed. Yeah. Whereas she? She, for a killer cyborg yeah. crazy woman, she is definitely very calm. Yeah. Um, I don't get with that. With no explanation. And she's As, clearly the brains of the operation. Of course, because yes. the two guys have to be dumber than doornails. Yes, even though, honestly, it should be just a bunch of raving psychos. Thank you. She's every bit as psycho yeah. as the other mm-hmm. two. I would say that Sabretooth and Lady Deathstrike are pretty much on the far ends of the psycho scale. Yeah. Together. I would, yeah, I'd say that. And, and Sabretooth isn't stupid. No, he's not stupid. It's But because but, uh, he's a he's redneck, just, he has to He's just animalistic, be, you know? Right. Like, I get it. He's an animalistic redneck, but he's not dumb. But I think no. she kind of he kind of gets written off as kind of dumb. Yeah, like Lady Deathstrike's clearly the brains. Sure, and Sabretooth is just the dumb redneck muscle, mm-hmm. and Dakin is just kind of there for the rock. <laughs> He's, He's just there, like yeah. clueless. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's I, I just it should be. Yeah, I, I'm with you. She's 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 not crazy. Psycho yeah, it's, I'm not I'm not seeing her any character consistency. But no. and it, taking that aside, it's just. 
I just don't understand what the point of this of this little side quest is. Like, mm. why are we following? I, look, I get it. All these characters, they want to kill Wolverine. So if he comes back, they want to use them somehow. But why are they doing this? And why are they having a bunch of freaking zombies? Like, oh, that has nothing God. to do with what's going on. Like, I, yeah. Having one page where Wolverine is kind of sort of involved, maybe it's like it's not enough to justify this title existing, you know? No, like all the other ones, no. at least sort of kind of. I mean, the Daredevil one definitely did. Oh, yeah, the one with um, um, Iron Man and all that, like it revealed itself to be tertiary, but it. Like it's like okay, I get I get why those characters now, are involved. The mystery of Mandipore, I get it because those are all ladies. Those are all, those yeah. are all ladies from Wolverine's and those are past all X-Men. who all yeah, who all have had him. a relationship with him mm-hmm. in one form or the other, whether right. as a protege or a lover. Yeah, <laughs> or implied implied yeah something going on there. And um, and then there's the Daredevil trying to find Wolverine and the. The Avengers doing something. I don't yeah. know. It's like those characters, yeah, they don't really have a connection, Wolverine, but you know, okay, fine. It's it's whatever. But this is just like okay, well, Ugh. we need more money. So just Yeah, this just seems like an together. editorially mandated comic. Yeah. This wasn't an I this wasn't a kind of comic where the writer said, I got a really cool idea, I gotta do this. Yeah. No, this is the editors going, Okay, we gotta have this comic. Hey, you, writer X, you wanna do you want this comic? Yeah. Yeah, sure. There. That's all it seems like. Yeah. This and is totally editorially mandated. And the fact is that this could have just been a six issue event and we could have gotten it over with, but no, we can't do that. So yeah. we have to fill time and take people's money and that's that's it. Yeah. Um, I will say positive. I do, I do like the art. It's mm, not art's great, nice. but I do like it. Yeah, it's solid artwork. Um, so that's so that's nice. Mm-hmm. No, that's nice. Um, I do like that part. Yeah, and uh, there's not really any action of any kind until the mm, end. Yeah, and there's a no. green explosion, but it's like, okay, is it a bunch of hulks? Or, yeah, you don't uh, get any action until no, until the, the final two pages. Two pages. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And for a title starring Lady Deathstrike. Sabretooth and Dak Dakin, yeah. you'd think you'd have more action than two pages. Yes. Right? Yeah. These aren't scintillating dialogue kind of characters. No. they <laughs> they cut, Their thing is that they kill people really good. Right. And that's about it. Right. I'm with you, Stephen. This was not a good issue. No. This is uh, a dumb story. Yeah. It's dumb. It's, it's shallow. It's pointless. I mean, it is paper thin. Mm-hmm. This this story there is zero depth or substance to it at mm-hmm. all. The character work is non-existent. Yes. The dialogue is just generic mm-hmm. at best. Mm-hmm. And the only of the three main characters, the only one that she kind of gets right is Sabretooth. But I mean, an animalistic redneck's not really that hard to figure out, is it? No, and she's not going to give us. I can tell right now, we're not going to get anything interesting with Sabretooth. She, we're going to get the stereotype. Yeah, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anything interesting. We're not going to get any, any kind of nuance or no. texture to the character whatsoever. We're going to get just the stereotype. Yeah, that's it. He's mm-hmm. just going to be badass redneck. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm with you on Lady Deathstrike. It's totally out of character. It is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all. No, 
And I think Lady Deathstrike's great as a psycho. That's why I like the character. She's mm-hmm. psycho, and she kills things. Yay, we're done. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm with you with Dakin. The character sucks. He should be dead, and we should never <laughs> see him again. Yeah. Period. So Ugh. it's it's a weird it's a weird roster. It's a it's it, and the zombie storyline at the end is just, just random, completely random. <laughs> like just throwing shit at it. Like what what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> None of this makes sense. It's just so random. It yeah. just it it reads Stephen like a like a, like. What, a, what's Dakin's last line? What the bleep is this? Hey, that's my reaction to this issue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is like a really low-budget, cheesy Roger Corman movie. Oh, yeah. In comic Mm -hmm. book form, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right? That's the best way for me to describe this. Yeah, exactly. All right, Stephen, how would you grade Hunt for Wolverine, The Claws of a Killer Number One? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I've seen Roger Corman movies better than this, so... um, this is no death race. <laughs> but anyways, um, enough of the bad jokes. Let's uh, <laughs> Enough of the bad jokes, which is why we're tossing this issue away. But, but uh, seriously, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the I'd give the writing a. Do I want to be mean? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna give it a three because it's just. It compounds. It compounds the the awfulness by just being completely pointless. And and part of that is the blame. The editors should get the editors for do too. get the blame. I don't. I don't want. It's not all the writer. Put the blame on the, her. The writer. Sure. She has her own problems too with sure. the story. No doubt. But, but the editors deserve blame this for the title's idea. Title's existence. It's the is editors. Not her fault. Correct. Um. And the art. I'll give the art a seven. Thought it was. Thought it was okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I will go the story. <laughs> I will give it two Night Girls out of ten. This is just atrocious from an editorial standpoint and a writer standpoint. Everyone deserves uh, a spot on the dunce seat for this issue. So okay. Are you saying that these are two Dakin cosplayer Night Girls? Yes! These are two Dakin cosplaying Night Girls. Yes, Steven! Nailed it! Thank you. Oh, God, I wish I thought of that. That's, you, so, that's so true. Where you walk up and just look at him and it's like, hey, we'd like to buy a drink. I just walk away heaving. <laughs> um, yes, yes, perfect. Um, and the art, I will go a tad bit lower than you. Sure. I will give it Three. six night. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than a tad. I'll go six night girls out of ten with sure. the art. I don't really like the colors in this issue. They're yeah. very boring and drab <laughs> and dull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> uh, just blah. Yeah. Just so blah. not a fan. I, I do. I do. I have a weakness for Jennifer Connelly. I just, see, the thing I, is, I just see it in there. I, I will say, I like <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. I've always found her to be very attractive. Yeah. So I do find this Lady Deathstrike to be appealing in that sense. Yeah. Ah, uh, you and know, my basest instinct. Right. Yeah, so there is that. Seven. I will give them that at least. Right. Yeah. All right, my friend. Next up, oh lord, another number one issue. Oh. Quicksilver, no surrender. Racing out of the pages of Avengers No Surrender. Oh, so that's why it's called No Surrender. Yes! I I get it. Now you get it. Now you get it. So this issue, this fine, fine 
piece of comic book literature. Art. Mm. Literature. The words are by uh, S- James Joyce. This S- is who. Is yes. In that, who it is? Yeah, it's James Joyce. You got it. You got it. <laughs> it's it's no no no. It's it's uh, Faulkner. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 sort of from the lost briefcase of Ernest Hemingway. Yes. Comes, comes Quicksilver. <laughs> no surrender. Number one. Um, it is. It is. Yes. After he wrote. After after he after he wrote Old Man the Sea. He wrote this. He wrote Quicksilver. This is written by Saladin Ahmed. Now, Saladin Ahmed sure. is fairly well known, I mm-hmm. would say, in the science fiction realm. Sure. I mean, this is a guy who's, he, I mean, he's a finalist for the Nebula Award for Best Short Story mm-hmm. back in 2010. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good, Steven. I think it's some pretty good people out there for yeah, Nebula Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the guy definitely, um, he was a finalist for in the, for the, uh, uh, 2012 Nebula Award, mm-hmm. 2013 Hugo Award. Oh, wow. Um, so, and he, and he won the Locus Award for Best First Novel. Anyhow, hmm. so the guy's, yeah, the guy's That's up right, there. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's like he's nice. He's, he's certainly. He's not untalented. Thank he you. He's talent. not a nobody. Yeah. I mean, he's got some, now it doesn't sure. necessarily, you being a good science fiction novelist. Yes. Absolutely does not translate you being a good comic book writer. Right. Comic books and novels are different. Are completely. I know they both use words, <laughs> <laughs> and they are both written. Yeah. But to compare poetry with novels, with screenplays, with, with comic, comic books, books yes. they are completely different. Yes, completely different. Mm-hmm. You can be great in one and suck at the others. Yeah, doesn't mean you're not a good writer. Right. They're just radically yeah. different things to mm-hmm. write. Okay, right. so a good novelist, but not a good comic book. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So there's belief that just because you can write novels, you can do a comic because everyone views comic books as the lowest form of literature, right? right. Mm-hmm. Novels are at the top of the heap, mm-hmm. and then you got you know novels, short stories, screenplays, yeah, down to down to comic, comic books. books. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can Probably do information that. Information pamphlets right under yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the artist is Eric Nguyen. And the colors, Rico Renzi. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, this is a super easy issue to recap because basically it's Quicksilver and he is stuck in super speed mode. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's stuck in super speed mode and the rest of the world is completely frozen around him. They're moving so, he's moving so fast that mm-hmm. the rest of the world appears frozen in time to him. Right. Am I right? He, he, he uses the phrase and. Oh boy, if this isn't a cliche, if I've ever heard one, he's unstuck in time. Bingo! And the rest of the world is in black and white. That's right. how they're drawn. Yeah. So he's the only thing in color. Yeah. Everything else is in black and white. So he takes this opportunity to do things like dress Magneto as a clown, takes a selfie. Mm-hmm. He then takes... Why would his cell phone still work if he's outside of time? I don't know that's a great plan right there i'll tell you what i want on that i know right (laughs) um and then he there are two x-men and he says fire me from the avengers and he puts signs that i'm with stupid in their hands oh i thought they were protesters or something no huh i thought they're they're wearing x-men costumes I don't know who they are, Stephen. The art's not telling me. 
And they're not, they're not, the the costumes aren't, I mean, it's an X-Men costume, but again, you can't see color of hair. You can't see color of costume. The costume isn't unique. It's not like it's got, I don't know who they are. Hmm. So, and then basically it's Quicksilver finally realizing that it's him all by himself and he's very, very alone because the rest of the world's frozen around him. And then suddenly he sees some green lightning and he sees the, a, a human made of green lightning that looks like him. Okay. So he battles this, and he beats it. Of course. And then after he defeats it, he um, because this green lightning energy thing that looks like him was trying to attack a human. Right. And he looks at the victim that he saved, mm-hmm. the human that he saved, and he goes, "I recognize this guy. I used to get coffee from him." And he realized the lightning thing looked kind of like him, mm-hmm. and that. A monster looks half like me is trying to kill someone that I half know. This can't be a coincidence. I got to figure this out. And um, he goes, I'm the fastest man on earth. I'm going to have to save everyone with my speed. And he races up the side of a building and goes to the rooftop and looks down in the black and white world in front of him. He sees yellow streaks of yellow lightning racing around the city, streaks of red lightning racing around the city, and streaks of blue lightning racing around the city, like Flash style. Right. And that's the end of the issue. Steven, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. No Surrender, number one. What'd you think? Um, okay. Um, I had this similar statement when we did the new Challengers, but I like the concept. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see, you know, Quicksilver is a very uh, hot-headed character. Yes. He always loves rushing in and... Uh, just being kind of a dick. Yes. And to see him kind of in an element that he's not familiar with, where he can't interact with anybody, he's all by himself, he's doing this and that. Um, I just wish that this had been a little short story and not a full issue because, wow, there is nothing that happens until the last like three pages. Yeah, this is a really slow, boring issue. Yeah, I, uh, irony because it's Quicksilver. Oh, oh you didn't see it? that. Oh, now it's no. ten. <laughs> All ten. Ten out of ten. I get the irony. Funny, <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's a boring issue. Yeah, I, I, I kind of dug the art, such as it is. It's different. Um, it's definitely different. Um, I, it's a little um, B grade anime ish at points, but it is or manga ish. But you know, I kind of, I kind of liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was, it was different from what you, we usually get. But I did. It is. I did kind of. You know, I kind of dug it. I was. It's highly was, stylized. Yes. No doubt. And I don't mind that for one that has, if for a title that has a high concept, if you're not going to go superhero, I'd rather it be something a little more unique. Yes. Personally, but yeah, so I'm not, like, I like the, the way the, the green thing looked, first of mm-hmm. all, because it was something with color. Yes. Finally. Yes. But, um, and I like the last page shot. Yes. I think it's a, you know, it's a cool little, oh, look at all those, yes. those flash things going on. But it's just, you know, once again, I'm not sure what we're doing here. 
Um, nope. We have no clue what the point of this title is, right. what the purpose of the title is, mm-hmm. what's the mission statement of the title, what's the threat, who's the villain, and why should I come back for more? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, did, I, did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I don't think you missed anything. Just Because uh, I think, I, okay, I get the fact that the circumstances it is, it's like, oh, well, that kind of sucks for the hero. So we kind of... Like, oh, you know, I'd like him to see if find his way out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's particularly written in the most compelling fashion. He's not it's not bad per se, but Nope. Once again, it's a lot of it's a lot of monologuing. Yep. Which is boring. It's yes. like taking a, a a novel writer's technique and putting it onto a comic book. Yes. Which yes. Yes. does not work. Completely agree. Which honestly, it doesn't work in any other form of writing other than no. novels. Because novel, you have to explain if if you're writing from that perspective, you have to explain how the character feels. Yes. And like, because I've been trying to write a screenplay, and you cannot do that there. It has to be just the very basic, bare bones. This is something that happens. And this is what they say, and yep. yada yada yada. And comic books, it you know, and the art is supposed to do a lot of it, but if nothing's moving, yeah, it's hard to convey what's going on. And so, yes. and like the joke about for the Incredibles about the monologuing, it's like mm-hmm. that's because monologuing is lame, and yes. it's a bad excuse it for is. no development. <laughs> yes, when you monologue, look. I'm with you. Look, I think the biggest problem, yeah. there's a lot of problems with this issue. Sure. But I'm going to lead with what you just talked about, because I mm-hmm. think it's one of the biggest problems, is this comic reads like a novelist trying, trying to write, to write a, comic a comic book. book. Yeah. And not knowing how to write a comic book. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because it is death by exposition. Oh, my God. This is death by exposition. Yeah. He inner monologues the entire issue, Stephen... Yeah. The entire <laughs> freaking issue. Yeah. It is just page after page <laughs> after page of inner monologue. That is yeah. all we get. Yeah. It is brutal. Yeah. And to make it worse, you go one, two, three, four, five. You go four pages in the beginning just recapping. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. And not really even doing that. He's not even doing that. He's just, he's not even doing, he's not even recapping. He's just talking yeah. about his speed. He's just talking about the concept of speed. The concept yeah. of speed. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. So he's been one, two, three, four pages of him talking, monologuing about the concept of speed. Then one, two, right. three, four, five, six, six, seven pages, Stephen, of him just monologuing about how he's lonely. About how he's lonely in a world that's frozen. Right. And then you get the, one, two, three, four, five, six pages of him in the lightning thing. Then one, two, three, ending the issue is so slow. Yeah. It is so painfully slow. Yeah. This issue creeps along <laughs> with no apparent sense of urgency whatsoever, Stephen. Yeah. It just meanders about. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like we're going anywhere. We don't feel like there's a point or purpose. Yeah. We don't feel like there's a direction. We don't feel like there's a goal. Yeah. We're just wa- mindlessly meandering around. Yeah. It is so slow. It is <laughs> poor pacing. It's poor plotting. And yes, it reads like a novelist. 
Yeah. It's terrible, Steven. Yeah. It's terrible. And to make <laughs> things worse, Quicksilver's character is bland. He gives him <laughs> nothing that you would ever confuse with what could be possibly the width, even. The oh. merest width of an interesting personality. <laughs> Not even one. Even a morsel. Not even a scotch of one. Yeah, it's terrible. In, in that first little four pages about speed, I was like, I don't think Quicksilver would ever take the time to really think about that. That read, he would say, "I'm the fastest." And I'm the fastest man alive. Everybody period. else can shove it. Yeah. Thank you. No, the first four pages read like a science fiction novelist. Yeah. Droning on about the concepts of speed, mm-hmm. and it's boring. Yeah. Because it's not a novel. Yeah. It's a comic book. Yeah. And you're and you're writing. You're using inner narration, so you got to write like it's the character talking and not the author talking. Yeah. And that read like the author talking, mm-hmm. not the character. Yeah. So, super slow, super boring. Yeah. And even worse, he doesn't give us what the objective of the title is. Yeah. He doesn't give us what the purpose of the title. He doesn't give mm-hmm. us what the main thread is. Yeah. At all. We get some vague, super vague, <laughs> vague threat at the end. There's no reason why I should come back. He's given me no reason. Yeah. He's not sold me on what the threat is, mm-hmm. what the co- the conflict's going to be about, mm-hmm. what the mission's going to be yeah. for Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. None of that. Yeah. So I have no reason to come back. Oh, yeah. At all. Again, he's a novelist. Yeah. He, to, to be a comic writer, you got to know how to set the hook ending. Yeah. Novelists don't have to worry about that. No. Because you, you bought my novel. You're in for the long ride. Yeah. I can take the slow approach. Mm-hmm. I might tease... A nice little ending with a chapter, but you know what? I read a lot of novels where the chapters just end, and yeah. you go to the next chapter because mm-hmm. there's no reason to. Yeah, comic books, this totally different animal. Yeah, totally different way of writing. So really disappointing, Stephen. And yeah, the art. I thought that the art was much better mm-hmm. when it was black and white. Yeah, I agree. Because let me tell you what, <laughs> Gwen's. Pencils. The first, the first, the first bit where it's him running all those colors. That was awful. It's terrible. His inks <laughs> are atrocious. They're hideous. It's like you just vomit <laughs> color all over the page. It looks like a sloppy mess to me, Stephen. I don't like it. It looks like a sloppy mess. It's terrible. It's terrible. But when you see his pencils with no inks, yeah, really it looks good. nice. Yeah, I like his pencils. Mm-hmm. I hate his inks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't like them. And now we're gonna add a little splash. Of, uh, I know. I uh, was. I do have to give him credit though. When he oh, draws, Jesus it. Christ, <laughs> Stephen is like, why? He draws a car. He's gotta find something. <laughs> he draws. A, he draws this car. It is the perfect. I mean, that is a highly detailed, Stephen. That is a highly detailed drawing of a MK1 Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. From the late 70s, early 80s. That is dead on. That's like he drew that from a diagram. That is dead on. That yeah. is a beautiful drawing of one. He could be like a car illustrator. Yeah. That's really nice. I do, I do have to ask one question. Uh, when did Quicksilver get that stupid-ass fast-forward thing on his chest? Yeah. I like the lightning bolts better. Yeah. I, I, the I feel like that is, was something Marvel did, not yes. you know, the artist or the writer. But no, no, no. Still, Marvel I'm did like, that. What and the that, hell that was to make him, to him, well, he's got to be more modern and uh, you know, internet and 
social media, so we got to have like... A, yeah, the fast-forward, the device from 20 years ago. We're yeah, really being modern. Good it's, job, guys. It's, it's a bad, bad design. Yeah. Um, you I could s- say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Steven, Quicksilver, no surrender number one. What'd you, uh, how are you going to grade it? <laughs> I know. All right, well, I'm not wasting any more time on this. Let's make this quick. Writing, <laughs> writing three, art, I'll give it a six. I like the black and white. Uh, yeah. Um, I will go the, the writing, Steven, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it, well, he clearly knows how to write. Sure. That's why I didn't give it a two. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to give it two Nichols out of ten. <laughs> this is just terrible. This is just awful. Yeah. This is awful. I might like, this, I might like the guy's novels. Sure. This is just sure. terrible comic. Terrible. Abysmal. Yeah. Two Nichols out of ten. Two <laughs> emaciated, crack-addicted, Meth addicted, lost in a trailer park in the middle of Nebraska, <laughs> night girls out of 10. Okay? I was going to say two super pretentious, um, highfalutin, <laughs> New York hipster, night girls out of 10. That, that too. That shop at Whole Foods. That, yes. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. The art, I really enjoyed the black and white mm-hmm. pencils. I will give it, but it was really the uh, yeah. ugh, the first one's bad. <laughs> God, takes for Eek. But I will give the, the black and whites though is very attractive. Mm-hmm. I will give him six necros out of ten. Sure, okay. All right, my friend. Let's just, please just move on from this. Ugh. We will we will not be coming back for issue number two, Stephen. <laughs> we will not. No me gusta. We're not coming back. No, I will not come back for this. All right, my friend. I surrender to that title. You, Seriously, you, you can take that and go somewhere. Seriously. <laughs> Let's wrap this podcast up with Avengers number two. Steven, you and I, we really enjoyed Avengers number one. Yeah. We liked yeah, for it. For the most part, yeah. It was we a fun like issue. It. it wasn't like the best issue ever, but I mean, it was well, a, sure, yeah. much better than what we've been getting. The best Avengers title in, in years. In years. Well, that's a backhanded compliment that if I've never heard one. But. That's setting the bar low, <laughs> isn't it? Anyhow, I enjoyed the first issue, though. I really yeah. liked it, and I thought we were on, I thought... Air, Jason Aaron was onto something. I really thought we were in store for a fun ride. I did. I All thought right. he had a pretty cool concept with the threat of the, the final host, the Celestials, right? Sure. Um, great Jack Kirby creation. Mm-hmm. I thought we were in store for a lot of fun. Oh, in large, with the exception of Ghost Rider, it's a great roster. Sure. So I really thought we were in store for something really cool. Oh. Oh. Spoilers. Yeah. So this issue, uh, the awards, Jason Aaron, the pencils, Ed McGinnis, the inks, Mark Morales with Jay Leestein, and the colors, David Carroll. We begin with uh, someone off panel, a mystery character, Stephen, narrating this issue. Their narration is in green. We know from the narration that they have a long history with the Avengers. Mm, green narration, long history with the Avengers. Immediately, the first page, I'm thinking, it's Loki. Yeah. Were you, oh, were you uh, convinced in the first issue, the first page it was Loki? No, I was convinced that it was Dr. Manhattan. Ooh. No, it's, nice. It's, of course it was cool. Loki. Exactly. So, no mystery there. I don't know if Aaron was trying to go for it to be mysterious or not. I don't know what his intent was. <laughs> I'm going to compliment Aaron and say that he writes Loki's voice so well that it was yeah. recognizable without having to see the character. Yeah. So, I'm going to compliment Aaron. Sure. And say yeah. he did such a good job mm-hmm. with Loki's voice that it was immediately recognizable yes. without having to see Loki. Yeah. Okay? And Aaron needs the compliments. So I'm going to give him this one. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> there may not be many yeah, more go. after yeah. this. 
<laughs> so we see one panel. We see a panel of Doctor Strange and Black Panther fighting the alien bugs, and that is the last you'll see of I hope. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your one panel of Doctor <laughs> Strange. Look, Steven, there are only... There are only... Let me, mm-hmm. let me make sure I'm not speaking out of term. Doctor Strange, that's one. Captain America, two. There's Carol Danvers, three. Black Panther, four. Iron Man, five. She-Hulk, six. Thor, seven. Ghost Rider, eight. There's only eight characters. Yeah. Okay. We just reviewed an earlier podcast, No Just Justice League, No Justice, number two, mm-hmm. where the writers are juggling twenty-two characters. Yeah, twenty-two characters. Mm-hmm. We've got seven here. Uh, Tinian, Snyder, and Williamson managed to have all twenty-two characters appear mm-hmm. in Justice League, No Justice, number two, didn't they? Yeah, all of them, mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah, multiple panels. Yeah, only seven characters here. Two of the seven. Yeah. You're done. One panel. You're done. Now it leaves us down to just five characters. Yeah. Well, what's your problem with that? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, so. They don't even get a line. No. No Not lines. even a line of dialogue. I mean, just. <laughs> okay. So we see Carol trying to stop some of the, uh, you know, she's got her, her, uh, Big ass Ford F three fifty diesel with a Cummings engine dually, and she's hitched it to that dead celestial. She's trying to jack it back up into space, <laughs> and uh, then we've got she's got some she's got a skull bandit tucked in there in her mouth because she's really concentrating now, and um, we see Ghost Rider battling some of the alien bugs. He takes out the alien bugs and decides. I got to get out of here and see what's going on, mm-hmm. and he hops in his Hell Charger, Steve. Steven. Please tell me. So they drive in a Hell Charger. Now, this is a pretty good drawing of, of, a, of a late 60s Dodge Charger. Sure. Cool idea. I got you. Yeah. Look, Marvel's missing out an opportunity for some good, good product placement. Okay. Always look for you can make, make extra money, right? Because they're not making much money from these comics. That so they're not selling. Fair. So yeah. let's make a little bit more from product placement, right? Think about it. Now, we got product placement <laughs> in movies, don't we? Right in yeah. movies, there's always probably like didn't everyone like all the shield agents had to drive like the Acura? Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, so you always true. have you always have product yeah. placement. So, Steve, Dodge makes mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dodge Challenger mm-hmm. Hellcat. Right. They also make the Dodge Challenger Demon. They do. Those yeah. are the names of the vehicle. Why isn't Ghost Rider driving either? The Dodge Challenger Hellcat mm-hmm. or the Dodge Challenger Demon? They both work perfectly. Product placement, money, ad revenue, and it fits with his character. <laughs> what do you think? He should be driving either the Challenger Hellcat or the Challenger Demon, shouldn't he? Well, yeah, but why would, why would Dodge want to advertise in a book that only five people are going to be reading? <gasps> That's mo- uh, that's that's money that's not well spent. <laughs> if they were to put to if, it, if they were to put they would get more money having a Dodge Challenger roll across the screen randomly <laughs> in an episode of Agents of Shield than they would in this comic book. Yes. <laughs> this needs to happen, Steven. I want that product placement to happen more often just randomly car rolls across the screen <laughs> while people are talking. <laughs> yes, I like it. Okay. So, and, and of course, as he's driving off, he's like, Robbie Reyes, because he's a loser. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's from East LA, of course. 
and yeah. he's he's like, yeah, I just I, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, like, good thing I have a ghostwriter face, or you know how terrified I am. It's like this guy is just so lame. And then we see <laughs> Loki narrating. Yeah, you know what? Ghostwriter doesn't know there are forces that have been at work for a million years. Just sure. ask Odin, and Ghostwriter's part of them, and mm-hmm. so are these other vengeance. But there are a few that are not involved. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Jen Walters. Yeah. All right. So he's a little yeah. surprised that she's involved. Sure. And Jen's there in Manhattan as a, one of the dead celestials is in front of her. And the alien, the little alien boys come flying over the dead celestial at her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got to keep calm. I got to keep calm. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Alien bugs. No, no, no. I can't, I can't let you out. And then she transforms. Oh, Stephen. Yes. At this point. At this point. I, I grabbed my youngest son's <laughs> blankie. <laughs> And I grabbed his little cute, adorable, uh, plushy, stuffed T-Rex <laughs> that he has. Cute little tail and small arms. Mm-hmm. Big head. And, and I, of course. I, I, I cradled it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I gently rocked and myself back and forth and wept. And I wept. And his son walked by and said, Dad, why are you freaking out over this bullshit? Yes! <laughs> she transforms into a Hulk-sized Hulk. Yeah. Hulk, I mean, this yeah. is not She-Hulk. No. She's Hulk-sized big. Yeah. And yells, Hulk squeeze! And yet oh, somehow her her, her her breasts are still covered by her shirt. That is just t- luck of the draw. And by the way, this makes... And here's the problem. <laughs> luck of the draw. The, the human body... <laughs> the human body doesn't work this way. If you decide... Yes. That for whatever editorially mandated reason... Sure. That Jen Walters can't be Jen Walters anymore. Sure. That she must be Bruce Banner. Sure. And that She-Hulk can't be She-Hulk anymore. Yes. She must be the Hulk. Sure. If you've decided that. Yes. And therefore, she must talk like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And she must act like the Hulk. And she Duh. must look like the Hulk Duh. with the exception of long hair. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Then if you're going to make her the same size as the Hulk, she's huge, mm-hmm. then she should have no boobs. Because if you are that large, mm-hmm. you don't have a... You look at female bodybuilders. Yeah. They don't have boobs. No. Because that, it, that you, you can't... Every, that's fat. Everything. It's fat. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you take the steroids to mm-hmm. get all big and ripped like female bodybuilders, and yes, they take steroids, and people, you don't get that big without taking steroids. Yeah. They all take crazy steroids and mm-hmm. human growth hormones. You lose your boobs. Yeah. That's why some will get fake boobs put in because when they get all massively ripped, mm-hmm. I remember China from the <laughs> WWE had to have fake boobs put in because she was so big, yeah. you lose your boobs. That's just how just what happens. it works. Yeah. So, but they still draw her with boobs. Yeah. She but shouldn't she, have boobs. She's radiated, so it's different. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like guys, just if you want to make her Hulk size, just draw her like the Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's got long hair. Or you could just Or you could just draw like She Hulk, like she's like been She-Hulk. since nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. She Hulk looked powerful. Yeah. Wonder Woman looks powerful and she doesn't look like a man. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. she's an Amazon. I mean you, yeah. you, you don't have to look like the Hulk to look yeah. powerful. Yeah, just she saying. Just, she just looks like a, a roadie for like Metallica or something with that hair. <laughs> yes, pretty much. So, <laughs> exactly. And so then we see our Thor and Captain America and Iron Man battling the one celestial, the main celestial from the final host. Mm-hmm. And Thor gets swatted away. Yeah. And then we see She Hulk still battling the alien bugs. And then the dead celestial is actually not dead, he's alive. He smacks and squashes the bugs. He then talks to her telepathically. We find out that his name is Isan. And she goes, and Hulk, she looks like, cure, what cure? 
and the Celestial teleports away from the scene. Oh. And then we cut to Ghost Rider driving down the road, mm-hmm. and Shulk is transported right in front of him. And then we cut back to Iron Man and Captain America and Thor still battling the Celestial, and Carol Danvers swooping in and grabbing Thor because he had gotten smacked away. Right. And Thor going, the enemy, verily, I am wearing him down. I swear I felt his knuckle crack. <laughs> That was a good line. That's a good line, yeah. That was a good line. Shouldn't and, they know by now you can't just hit a Celestial in right, the face? Right, it doesn't work. Ugh. And then at this point, Carol unveils that I've dealt with Celestials before. That's why I've come armed with Omega-level warp grenades that attuned to the coordinates of the sun. That's where we're going to send the Celestial. We cut back to Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. He is... Car is getting mauled by She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and he blasts her with some fire, and... He's like, trust me, lady, you don't want any taste of my fire. Oh, my God. The dialogue is terrible. And, oh, and by the way, the dialogue from Jen is, Erg, Hulk hate tiny car. <sighs> and then we see Ghost Rider and She-Hulk start battling, and the dialogue is this, Grrr, and then Ghost Rider, or maybe you do. And then She-Hulk, Hulk smash, and then Ghost Rider, yeah, and the Ghost Rider burns, baby. And then Ghost Rider thinking to himself, I hate my life. And I'm thinking to myself... I hate your life, too. I hate your life, too. Thanks. I do. I agree. I relate to that. <laughs> Seriously. Right now, I kind of hate it. Um, so we then cut back to Manhattan, and Carol Danvers is strapped her her uh, <laughs> big-ass Ford 350 full of... Uh, full of Paps Blue Ripping, and... Um, uh, no, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. She'd be a Budweiser person. She's the high life. Really? Miller high life. I was thinking Coors Banquet. If we're going to go really, really crappy beer that is sell, sold as being better Natty than Bo? it is. A tr- she's got her that is not. It's not as bad as Coors <laughs> Banquet. Trust me on that one. I lost my buzz drinking Coors Banquet. I said, uh, so gross. And yeah. uh, and 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 she 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 takes uh she rips open her pouch of beech nut, jams a wad in her mouth, and goes, "Get out of here, Tony! We're gonna get these damn damn grenades up and up in this out that celestial." And there she goes. And so we then see the celestial zap, zapping the Quinjet that Steve Rogers is in, and mm-hmm. he's like a little energy ball, right? And they're racing toward him. Thor's like, is, you know, going to lay cover for Iron Man. And Carol's going to grab Captain America. And we see Isan, the half-dead Celestial, up and punching the final host Celestial. We then cut back to Ghost Rider, still brawling with She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then the alien bullets come out of the ground mm-hmm. and surround both of them. Right. And then... We cut back to New York, and Steve Rogers is like, don't worry about me. Launch the grenade now. And they delayed too long. The Celestial then has them in their grasp as well. Mm-hmm. And the Celestial, the final Celestial, rips the head off Isan. Mm-hmm. And we then see Loki finally making his on-panel appearance, saying that if it wasn't for me, there would be no Avengers I'm the reason why they exist. Some might say that I am the greatest Avenger who ever lived. And uh, says, hey, I see you've met my new friends, the final host. Um, they're here to correct a mistake they made one million years ago. 
And uh, you might call it salvation through global extinction. It begins now. Steven, Avengers number two. What'd you think? Well, this is... Uh, <laughs> um, well, that was disappointing. Yeah, massively underwhelming compared to the first issue. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. So we've already gotten out of the way that Doctor Strange and Black Panther have no lines. They're not present at all, basically. One panel. One panel. No dialogue. Off to the side. Yes. Pretty much. It's one of those little, like, that. Because seven characters are just too many to handle, Stephen. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I don't know how Grant Morrison wrote the Justice League. Oh, my God. Terrible, but, um, I mean, how, how, how in the world is, is Snyder, Tinian, and yeah. Williamson doing no justice? But those are three writers. You could, like, divide that. <laughs> <laughs> which, which would still equal seven characters per writer. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> seven and then somebody, somebody, they toss up on the last That's right. One. That's right. It's like, okay, who gets to write Etrigan? Right. It's like, God oh, dang it. I'll take him. I like to rhyme. I'll take it. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they have that. Um, what what is written is not written particularly well. No, Thor has that one that one funny line. line. Um, Loki's Carol, narration is okay. Yeah, he, he writes Loki pretty well. Um, I really wish they hadn't painted it green because it makes it so uh, oh, so much more obvious. Yeah, it beats you over the head. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, I wonder who that is. Right, um, right. And the, the Carol Danvers calls Captain America Rogers. Yeah, Roger, man up, Rogers. For some you reason. You big wuss, because all hoo-ha military, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, um, a problem, because she, she would never call Captain America Rogers. Nope, no, but now, but now she's all muy macho, I'm Captain yeah. Marvel, hoo-ha. And she, if, if she wouldn't call him Steve, she would call him Captain. Yes. Or Cap. Yes. That's... Military people respect the people above them. Right. Like, at all times. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a drilled big deal. into their heads. Yeah. You know? But, okay. Um, uh, Iron Man has, like, three lines in the issue. So, yeah. okay. Um, I think Thor only had two lines. Yeah, Thor only had two. Captain, Captain America had, three? had, maybe. He had the, oh, go on without me. It's yep. like, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what was it? Who else is in this? I keep forgetting. Uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk and Ghost Rider. Is not She-Hulk. Nope, no, no. That's Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, period. End of story. Bruce Banner in a wig. Yep. It's, um, un- it's Trying to get to the next Iron Maiden concert. Yes. And yep. um, mm-hmm. then Ghost Rider is um, a piece of crap character. Yep. Who is lame and has terrible puns? Yes, he's almost like Nicolas Cage playing Ghost Rider again. Yes, it's just so. And I, I once again, I challenge people. Tell me what. Tell me a good Ghost Rider story. Yeah, tell me a good Robbie Reyes story. I just say Ghost Rider in general. He looks cool. That's the entire character's. Appeal. Well, I can get you some good stories that uh, center around Danny Ketch or Johnny Blaze. But. Trying to make a point. I need to hear that. Okay, then fine. Let's just reduce it to Robbie Reyes. Because, I mean, there has to be, like, at least a couple for Johnny Blaze. He's been around forever. No, he's had some great stories, yeah. Um, and I'd like to read those. I like I like reading characters that look cool, that have a good story. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd be anxious to read those. Um, maybe not after reading this issue. <laughs> um, and it... 
I will say I I appreciated that a lot, like a good quarter, a third of it was action. It's like, okay, uh, yes. well, okay, something's happening. And it looks pretty because I like yes. the art. Oh, agreed. Um, but it, it really, like, wow, we are stalling for time. That is my and biggest problem. It, yeah, that's, yeah. Stephen, this, this, the plotting. Mm-hmm. Is it atrocious? It's, it's inevitable to compare what Aaron is doing on Avengers yeah. and what Snyder is doing with No Justice. Yeah. Okay. Snyder and the others. So yeah. Avengers, JLA, mm-hmm. they're the they're 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 the opposite. They're the opposites of each other, mm-hmm. right? For each for each publisher. Sure. And and you got Aaron doing this big cosmic storyline with Celestials, mm-hmm. and Snyder doing the big cosmic storyline with his Celestials. I mean Omega Titans. Yeah. The Titans. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there are a lot of similarities here. Sure. The difference is, uh, No Justice is actually properly. Paste and plot yeah. it. This is fe- they feel like an actual threat as yeah. opposed to this. This the, the pacing sucks. Yeah, uh, the plotting sucks. Stephen, this is <laughs> rampant decompression. Nothing happens. Yeah, no, we we go mm-hmm. nowhere. We yeah. and, and and you're right. We get lots of action, mm-hmm. but here's the problem. It's, it's mindless action. Yeah, it's mindless action. The the action neither forwards a plot line. Yep. Nor does the action forward any character work. Yep. It doesn't do either of them. Yeah. It's literally mindless action meant to distract you from the fact that <laughs> we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. Oh, the issue's ended. Yep, there you go. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of mindless action to distract you, and then a surprise appearance, not so surprised because really you know surprising. it's Loki, Yeah. Um, appearing at the end, right? But, Stephen, <laughs> where we are at the end of Avengers number two... Yeah. Is identical, Stephen. It's yeah. identical to where we were at the end of issue one, with mm-hmm. the one exception. Yeah. Loki's now on the scene. Yeah, Loki's there. Mm-hmm. That is literally the only difference, Stephen. <laughs> that is the only difference. If you skipped this issue and picked up the next issue, would you be confused? No, no not really. Nothing happens. No. Mindless action meant to distract you. That nothing happens in this issue. Right. That is atrocious. And you oh, want to charge yeah. me four dollars for nothing? Yeah. Come on. That is, that is ridiculous. So beyond the crap <laughs> plot progression mm-hmm. and pacing, yeah. let's talk about the construction of the issue. It uh-huh. sucked. You go two pages mm-hmm. in New York, two pages with Ghost Rider, two pages in New York with She-Hulk, mm-hmm. then two more pages with everybody in New York, right? and then a page with She-Hulk, then a page with Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and then two pages in New York, then two pages with Ghost Rider. Then two pages in New York. Then two pages in Ghost Rider. Then two pages to and end then the issue in New York. Yeah. It is so freaking choppy. It's <laughs> but, 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 but. It's two pages here, two pages yeah. here, two pages here, two pages here, two pages here, two pages mm-hmm. here. It is so damn choppy, yeah. Stephen. The scene transitions suck. Mm-hmm. There's no nice flow to the story. Mm-hmm. There's no natural flow to the story. It is a choppy read. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's like, have you ever sat and watched a movie where the... Something is happening, but then it just cuts. Cut, yes. Cut, 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 yes. cut, cut, cut. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, you're just doing two pages cut, two pages cut, two yep. pages cut. Two, it's just, it's horrible flow. Yeah. Uh, though to be Terrible fair, flow. Normally I would say, well, don't you want to let something breathe? And I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. There's nothing here, though. Yeah. Just, and, and, that's the, and that's the other thing. On top of it all, the story is so shallow, Stephen. Yeah, it is. Do we still know? We still don't know anything about the final host. No. We don't know what's going on. We nope. don't know why they're. 
everything is so on the surface. Mm-hmm. There is zero depth. Yeah. There is zero texture. There is zero substance to the story, Stephen. Uh-huh. Zero. At all. The character work sucked. Yeah, It sucked. Was, there was none. They don't talk to each other. Nobody has any personality yeah. at all. Yeah. At all. We get the one line from Thor, like from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Thor, that's all you get from Thor. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, nothing. He's nothing. as generic as he they come. Steve Rogers, as generic as they come. Yeah, he's willing to sacrifice himself. Okay. First of all, I'm, I'm tired of that. Like, I know. Oh, the hero, just, the hero like, I'm willing, I'm going to do it. It's like, no, you're not, because you have a, you're not. You're going to be in the next issue. Right. We get, just stop. We get it's that. full suspense. Stop. Yeah. So you get movie Thor, mm-hmm. you get generic Tony, generic mm-hmm. Steve, mm-hmm. you get no Black Panther, you get no, no Doctor Strange. No. You get lame ass Robbie Reyes, who still <laughs> sucks as a character. It's just a tr- I defy anyone to tell me. You I want you to tell me what about that character is interesting. No. What about it? Nothing. And then you get tobacco chewing <laughs> Ford F three fifty driving. Yeah. Hoo ha Curl Danvers, she's more of a man than you are, Steven. And she'll kick your ass. Yeah. Um, who is just as lame as she's been for the past been years, for the past yeah. several years. And then we get Jen Walters. <laughs> yeah. And Steven, this That's... hurts me so bad because yeah. I She Hulk might be my most favorite female Marvel character. Mm-hmm. I adore her. I have, I yeah. have all of her comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all of her comics all the way back to She Hulk number one that came out in 1980. Yeah. Steven. Jen Walters is such a a cool character. And I thought she was cool because she was a Hulk, mm-hmm. but totally different than what we got with Bruce Banner. Yeah. When she came out, it was totally opposite because Bruce mm-hmm. Banner was the man on the run. Yep. He was a monster. He was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't control anything. He was, you know, just a, a, a drifter. Mm-hmm. And Jen was a highly successful attorney. Mm-hmm. She had her shit together. Yeah. She was smart and capable. Mm-hmm. She was funny. Yeah. She was sexy. She was everything. Oh, and yeah. and she loved being She-Hulk. Yeah. She loved being She-Hulk so oh, much yeah. that she would try cases in her She-Hulk. Like she'd be She-Hulk, but yeah. like in, in like a skirt, <laughs> suit, and heels. Yeah. But she'd still be she- <laughs> trying a case. Had like, glasses on. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But try like like that's how much she loved being She-Hulk, is that she would just be She-Hulk all the time. Yeah. Even even while as an attorney. Mm-hmm. Like she would just loved it and she was so in so in control and so smart and yep. so capable and so awesome. Mm-hmm. And yet still like totally a woman. Yeah. Like you can be a woman. You don't have to act like a man to be successful. You know, like she yeah. helped, reason why one reason why I like my wife is she's always reminded me of Jen Well, because my wife's an attorney uh-huh. and she's also very attractive and she's mm-hmm. very woman, mm-hmm. but she's a kick-ass attorney right. and super awesome. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a dude. You don't have to be, hoo-ha, kill neighbors <laughs> to be successful. Like you can be yeah. a woman and be strong and smart. Mm-hmm. It's this weird belief that Marvel has that you have to be a man or have yeah. masculine traits to be a good character. It, that's weird to me. I don't yeah. understand it. It's it like kind of goes against the whole ethos of being more feminist, in my opinion. Yeah, it's strange. So yeah. they've taken what I've always found to be a compelling... And Jen, despite being derivative, and that, yes, it's She-Hulk, duh, obviously. Yeah, she's technically derivative, but, yeah. But she is so radically different from Bruce yeah. Banner mm-hmm. and the Hulk that yeah. she is her own unique character. Mm-hmm. She really is so different than Bruce Banner and the Hulk, so different from yeah. them. 
they've taken such a unique character. And like everything else they know with the all new, all different Steven, they take unique characters mm-hmm. and they strip them down. The yep. Falcon. And they yeah. make him a, a cheap imitation of Catherine, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, they did this over and over with characters. Mm-hmm. They did that over, with Carol Danvers, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. She was highly unique as Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Your own personality, yep. own background, very complex, very interesting, very compelling character. Mm-hmm. And they stripped her down to make her this shallow yeah. thing she is now. Mm-hmm. Jen Walters, so unique, so original, so amazing. And they have made her a pale, cheap, yeah. carbon copy, knockoff, imitation, Bruce Banner, and the Hulk. And it's yeah. painful to see. Why would you de-evolve a character? Why would you strip a character of everything that made them unique and special, that made them stand on their own two feet, that made yeah. them their own unique, compelling character? Why would you just tear them down and de-evolve them to the point where they're just a pale, cheap, carbon copy knockoff of another character? That's all she is. Is right. she anything else but that now? No. Not really. I mean, she's... She's a victim in her own title, which Jennifer Walters was never a victim no. of anything. No. Um, and she, which is ironic because, you know, Carol Danvers, part of her backstory was that she was victimized. Yes. And she overcame that. Right. But now she's the perfect, I can't do any wrong, hoo-ha. Yes. You know, USA, USA, USA. I and got balls bear on you, son. There you go. And, <laughs> and, now, uh, and now Jennifer Walters is the one they've just cut down for no reason, really. I don't get it. And and that's the thing. Like, if there was a convincing reason why, that's like, okay. But there isn't one. It's just, well, Bendis sh- shot her up in Civil War Two, and now, you know, as if she's never been damaged or hurt before. And yeah. now she's, she's a crybaby victim. I don't get it. It's that's terrible. Not, that's not compelling. That's not interesting. That's no. not the character. No. And and there's no chemistry between any of these team no. these characters in this issue, Stephen. No not chemistry. like in the first issue. No, not at all like in the first issue. This this issue is a huge step back, Stephen. Oh yeah. Huge step back. On all fronts. I mean from everywhere. From dialogue the dialogue was terrible, Stephen. Yeah. The dialogue was, was cheesy. I mean mm-hmm. cringe there are parts where it's cringeworthy level bad, the yeah. dialogue is. I mean it's just atrociously cheesy bad dialogue. Yeah. I mean, this issue went back in terms of dialogue, character work, plotting, pacing, mm-hmm. story depth, everything. Yeah. It just went way back big time. Oh, yeah. Way I agree bad. with that. And it's just one of those things where I like the thing with She Hulk, like, I get it. If, if, if this was one of those things that was editorially mandated and he's saddled with it mm. and he what has do? to do it, you know, you can't do anything else than that. But the. the Steven's so mad he's going <laughs> to throw the equipment around the podcast ah. studio. <laughs> Steven Smash. <laughs> um, <laughs> what you don't see is that my hair just grew out. That's I'm right. Going to go work on that Slayer concert coming yes! up soon. Um, but um, it's just, you know, the, I will say one thing. The fact that Loki is involved just gives me some hope. That I maybe know. I know. He has manipulated things so that crappy Robbie Reyes is on the team and that when he goes, Robbie Reyes will leave. Oh, that'd be awesome. And never come back. Amen, brother. Please just, make it happen. In fact, if you just just drive right <sighs> out of Marvel Comics and just drive, I just keep driving. Just keep driving. We don't care where. We'll just, just, just keep, we'll, <laughs> we'll wave him goodbye. Yes. We'll we'll yes. carry we'll carry him out. Yes. Even when he's on fire. Okay, maybe yes. not when he's on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't want to exert that much energy right. on him, but you know that's. Uh, and and you know I like I like the way that Loki was written so maybe there'll be some kind of interaction back and forth. I know Jason Aaron's better than this. This is terrible. 
I don't I don't get what happened. I I because mm, mm, yep. it seems like just yesterday that first issue came out and it yes, was good. It was really maybe good. they're maybe she just wasn't ready and they told him, know. "Hey, you got to you got to put this out right now." And he just wasn't ready. So I'm maybe hoping, so. I'm hoping it gets better. Um, God, I can't. I don't want the Avengers to be bad again. No, me neither. Please I've, don't. God, we've been through so many years of it being bad as it is. Let's just, yeah. We need some good Avengers for crying out loud. Yeah. The the art though is great. Yeah, the oh, art's fantastic. Yeah. The art is fantastic. I love the art. Ed McGinnis kicks ass. He's just yeah, so good. I f- it feels He's like so good. It feels like one oh. of those like givens. Like, well, of course it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's, Ed McGinnis Ed McGin- is always good. It's just it, it's just great classic superhero artwork, isn't it? Just big. Brash, bright, mm-hmm. awesome, slick art. I love it. Definitely. Love it. So how would you grade out Avengers number two? Um, Avengers number two, the story gets a... <laughs> just the writing in general gets a two, and the art gets an eight. Oh, my God, Steven. It's like you read my mind. I'm going to give the story two mm-hmm. steroid-riddled... <laughs> <laughs> steroid riddled nitrils out of 10 yeah just two mm-hmm. and the art though the art's great it's eight nitrils I oh think. yeah a big eight big mm-hmm. fat juicy bootylicious nitrils right. out of 10 mm-hmm. mm. love the art yeah great stuff Definitely. if we just get that story if we just get that story up man this could be a great title yeah. this could be a really good title that's what I was worried about I know man I know All right, fingers crossed we'll see yeah I'm not gonna give up hope just yet Steve sure of course um, now, after if it's like this, after about five or six issues, I might be giving up hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. There's that. That was that. There's that. Well, you know, who knows? Let, next week we'll see. We'll see. Let's hope for a little bit. This I week, suppose we will. This week, <laughs> this week was, I, I, you know, I like Daredevil. I read Daredevil 602. That was yeah, really good. Charles really Soule's kicking ass on that title. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Stephen. Did I, you read Weapon H again? Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. Oh, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. What can I say? <laughs> but um, but in general, this was not just it. Just Marvel's just oof, just not a good week. Yeah, not a good week for Marvel and DC. Just look, I'm, look. People don't realize I'm wearing a Walt Disney World shirt. Mm-hmm. I love me Disney. I love yeah. everything attached to Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to live at Walt Disney World. I want to <laughs> retire and just live there. I just want to move into Walt Disney World. That's right. where I will live when mm-hmm. I'm retired. So I, I want Marvel to be good. It's not like I'm some DC fanboy that hates uh, Marvel. Sure. That's not me at all. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's like, trust me, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not like that. But but DC's comics, Steven, on a mm-hmm. weekend week out, better are just so much better right now. Yeah, they're just so much better. And mm-hmm. I, th- I just think objectively better. Yeah. Seriously. I, yeah. I don't know how you can argue any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E- even warning Marvel to be good. I, I, DC's just simply kicking their ass on a week in, week out yeah. basis. Well, it's, you know, it's you want them both to be good. Yep. That way you have best of both, best of both worlds. But yep. it's we just fall into that place where it has to be one or the other. It's weird, isn't and, it? It's weird, yeah, because like five years ago, it was DC yeah, sucking ass with 52, yeah. and Marvel was kicking their ass and nearly putting yeah. them out of business. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, can't we just have both at the same time do well? Yeah. That's weird. That, yeah. All right, my friend. Well, let's hope for next week being a little better. You can always hope. <laughs> All right, on that note, <laughs> until next time, viva la revolucion. <laughs>